it's not your job to determine how it's going to show up. It's what you do is you declare what you want. You're clear on your want, what you want. You match the vibrational frequency of what you want and it comes into your life. Welcome to Real with Teal. This world is evolving, my friends. We are elevating as a collective, and it is my mission to expand your mindset and see the realness. You will be hearing from the top thought leaders, change makers, and entrepreneurs across all industries on how energy, intuition, manifestation, and consciousness have all played a massive role in their success and fulfillment. I'm your host, Teal Cooper. Let's get real. Welcome back, guys. Today is a super special episode. You're going to be hearing a conversation I had with Michael Sutton. Michael is a badass in San Diego, just crushing the real estate game. And we got connected a while back. And the conversation that we ended up having was not what I expected at all. We ended up getting super deep on just like our outlooks and mindset on life and how the universe works and our, you know, views on law of attraction and what our biggest breakthroughs have been. And it was, you know, one of the, it was a conversation like this that I kept having, um, over and over with different types of people that are like in the business world that I would have really never expected to have that mindset or be in that headspace. And so it kept continuing to open up my, my eyes to really realizing that these beliefs aren't really, you know, spiritual or woo woo. They're just like a mindset that has played a really big role in people's success. And more importantly, like their true fulfillment. But we got super deep today on his outlook on uh, beliefs, what limiting beliefs he's had to overcome and his, you know, career path when it comes to what he's really learned from real estate. And we really get to understand his perspective on how, you know, the law of attraction and manifestation and embodiment has all played a really big role within his success in his career. Uh, but a little bit about Michael. So he is the CEO of Michael Sutton and Associates, brokered by Keller Williams Realty in La Jolla. He now has a team of five agents. Uh, and what I really love about how he you know, leads his team is he really focuses on self-development. And it's not just about like the money and the, the sales. He's really, you know, he really cares about their involvement and growth as people. But he was recognized as the number one individual agent at Keller Williams in La Jolla in 2020. And he is about to drop his own podcast as well called the real original podcast. We both use real in our names. Uh, but, but I'm really excited for you to hear this episode today. And if anything, you know, really impacts you or sticks out in any way or resonates, feel free to uh, post it, share it with me. I'd love to hear it. Let's dive into the episode. Michael Sutton in the house. I'm so excited. I just can't say it just Michael, like you're Michael Sutton. You know, you're not the first person to say that. I love it. I feel like that too. And that's why even on my business cards, I have a big like Michael Sutton, huge block print. Yeah, no, you're not Michael, you're Michael Sutton. But I'm excited you're here today. Thanks for coming over. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Let's jump right in. You know me, I don't like the the, the surface level shit. I just like getting deep to the point. Let's cut it to the core. I'm ready. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Okay. What I want to know first, Michael, is what do you think that your career in real estate has taught you about yourself? What do I think my career in real estate has taught me about myself? So my career in real estate has been awesome. It, I feel very fortunate to have it. I feel 
very blessed to have it. It's something I always kind of knew intuitively I wanted to do, and I didn't really know why. And it's been so much better and cooler than I ever thought, right? A lot of people, myself included, thought it's just about selling homes and working with people and helping people. But um, I did a coaching program through my company, and one of the laws of many of the, the laws that they have in this program is your business grows to the extent that you do. And so personal growth and development has been huge for me in my business. I've really found that in order to have success and be able to really serve people better and train my team and do things is I need to constantly daily be on a mission of personal growth and development, right? So that that. means mind, body, spirit. And so it's not a straight, it hasn't been a straight line. There's been setbacks, there's been ups and downs, but it's that constant like trudging forward in pursuit. What do you think are the things you do daily, like to connect with yourself? So the daily activities that I do and by no means am I perfect. Like today I haven't done one of them and I'll probably do it right after this. And I actually truthfully fell off of it for a while, but I used to do every day. So I do um, an exercise that I got from a coach um, mentor of mine um, and it's called AID. And so you write in the morning, today I appreciate dot, 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 and write things that you appreciate. It's it's the same in, essentially as a gratitude list, but instead of saying the idea is instead of like I'm grateful for, it's like, hey, I appreciate and brainstorming all these things I appreciate in this moment to bring me into a state of appreciation so I go out on my day like that, on that vibration. Then the I is for in, uh, intention. Like today I intend on being, doing, feeling. For me, typically my intention I noticed will be something like if I'm feeling nervous about an appointment, my intention usually will be like brave or powerful. And so it just is a good way for me to get in touch with how I'm feeling or what's on my mind, what I should address and where I should put some focus or maybe things to be aware of. So when I first met you, I, I like realized like, whoa, this guy's really aware and he's just like living in this state of consciousness that I think everyone should be in. Do you feel like, like what happened to get you to where you are now in that headspace? Did something, was there like a catalyst or was it like a mentor? Yeah. So that's a great question. So, um, the person I learned this exercise from and has been, was probably the person I met that really changed my life. I went to, um, I, I sell real estate. I work with a comp- I have a, a, a team, right? Um, Michael Sutton and associates DBA Sutton group. And, um, we are brokered through Keller Williams real estate in La Jolla, California, just San Diego coastal area. Um, and there was at the time this real estate agent who I really admired and still admire Um, no longer with our company. And they did something up in Orange County where they had this um, panel, right, Mm -hmm. of like five mega agents from the area. And they were telling like all the things they were doing and how they're having success and all this stuff, right? And so we drove up to Orange County. And at the time, I had probably only sold like a handful of homes. I was newer in the industry. And I went up there not really knowing what to expect expect I mean I was in my 20s it's kind of a dimwit you know and um this guy um his name's Thatch Wynn got on the stage he's awesome 
Um, and he told his story, um, and he's big on Instagram now, like at the time he wasn't, but now he's big on Instagram. I think he's big on TikTok. He's got a really good following for good reason. He's a really good dude, super authentic. And when he spoke on the stage and told his story, it was just like so raw and real and full of passion. And, um, he was offering this coaching program and it was like, I think at the time, like maybe like three ninety nine or something like that. And at the time I remember I probably maxed out the rest of my $1,500 limit credit card, right? (laughs) (laughs) Things have changed a lot since then, but to get that program and I never did stuff like that. I'm very skeptical, but he was so real. And he told me, like, I shook his hand. I was like, Hey man, I really enjoyed your presentation. And he just said, Hey man, he's like, if you sign up for this program, he's like, I promise you it's going to help you. And I could just tell that he was being real. And so I did it. And it was probably the single best thing I've ever done. And what he did is he broke down the AID process, the appreciation, intention, delegation. Um, I talked about appreciation and intention. The delegation is, you know, thanking a higher power, universe, God, Buddha, deceased family member, whatever you can believe in that you truly believe is a benevolent force greater than you that has your back um, and thank it in advance for providing you with something. If you want to get into law of attraction and that kind of stuff, you are putting out in the universe what you want and making a declaration to attract it to you. If you want to take like a rational atheist, like no woo-woo standpoint, you're writing your goals down every day, right? Mm -hmm. And we all know if you write your goals down every day, you have a better chance of achieving them. For sure. Um, I take the position more of, I like to believe that the law of attraction is real and I've seen it work in my life. I want to know how. I'd be happy to tell you. So I remember uh, like at the time when I learned this process, right, I was newer in the business. I hadn't done a lot. And for me at the time, um, now I have a team and do well. I'm about to buy a house and I have no debt. And like, you know what I mean? I used to wash cars before, like when I was a teenager at a BMW dealership. And now I have an M-series BMW that I love. So it was like a dream of mine. So it's like all these things have come, like I've come a very long way is I guess what I'm trying to say. Um, but when I learned this stuff, I remember wanting to make a hundred thousand dollars. Like to me, that seemed unattainable. I barely passed high school. I failed out of community college. Um, I struggled with, you know, like drinking and drugs and had a lot of setbacks in my life. And I just felt like I was kind of broken and I never was really, I, I just like the idea of, having a stable life and success seems so far away for me for so long. And the idea that I would even make a hundred thousand dollars was like crazy to me. Like I was like, I got to a point where I was pretty low in my early twenties. And so it was like, I went back to community college and I had to get straight A's because I failed out to be able to like barely squeak in to transfer to a university. I did that. Right. And then I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to graduate from this university and get good grades and then get a job. And I graduated, I think I ended up with like a 3.3 or something like that. And coming from like failing out of community college, (laughs) not bad. Right. Um, and then, so it was, it's been for me this constant journey of like feeling like I'm not going to get there and getting there. And when I, um, was introduced to this exercise and way of thinking and, um, idea about law of attraction, um, Luckily, it came from a source of someone I felt was very authentic, and I still think that this is this person has demonstrated themselves to be nothing but authentic and 
coming from contribution and helping people. Um, and that to me was important. So I could put my faith in that. And once I did, I remember writing down, I wanted to make $30,000 in the first quarter of, I can't remember what year, let's call it 2017 or something like that. And to me, because I thought if I made $30,000, like how am I going to make $100,000, $30,000 each quarter? It's like 120. You know, if I fall short, I get it. Or, you know, taxes, expenses, whatever, right? Um, and so to me, that seemed impossible. Honestly, it did at the time. But I kept writing it down, writing it down. And I was approaching the end of that first quarter and it didn't really seem like I had any prospects of anything like any homes closing, any clients and anything that was going to happen. And out of nowhere, someone called me and they said, Hey man, like I'm standing outside this house. Um, I know I told you like, I want to buy a house next year, but I think we want to buy this house. And for so many different reasons, like that deal could have not worked out or they, I know this person could have called like five different agents cause they're, you know, connected. And for some reason they chose me and, um, I ended up that first quarter making like 29,000 wow. and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. eerily close to 30,000 and it just like came together. And that's wow. when I was like, this is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that's what this guy told me. He's like, this is really powerful. He's like, you got to declare it. You got to believe it. And you just got to let, he's like, his whole thing is like, you know, and this is, this is his, his thing, right? It's like, fuck how, right? Like it's not your job to determine how it's going to show up. It's what you do is you declare what you want. You're clear on your want, what you want. You match the vibrational frequency of what you want and it comes into your life and believing it and believing it's crucial, right? So important. So that, that for me was transformational because it was a new way of thinking. I'd never been exposed to it. My family doesn't think that way. <laughs> I, I mean, they don't have like an issue with it. I don't think, yeah, I don't, no, it's definitely I don't really a talk to them about to it. Adapt to. Like, I don't think anyone's really born with this mindset unless their no. parents instilled it in them. And it doesn't really make sense logically. And so I think the logical part of our brain is like, that's bullshit. Yeah. But when you've actually experienced it and lived it and had it happen and repeatedly it continues to happen and things seem to magically fall from the sky. I mean, I just have to give credit to whatever that higher power is that's delivering it in the system and you know, I'm eternally grateful for the people who have, um, you know, taught me about that. It's so powerful. And I, I think it's hard to not get talked out of it when like your reality is the Yeah. Opposite. Cause your ego is like, yeah. and that's where the whole, like, forget the how or fuck how comes in to play, um, is, is what was taught to me. Cause it's like, your ego is like, oh, you never done that. How are you going to do that? And it's like, and it's that shame and doubt and like, and And if we can't, you know, and that's why I love like the part and that's why, you know, for me personally, I have a belief in, I I call it God, you know, people call it different things or believe in God or don't. Um, and that's up to them. But for me, I believe in a higher power of God because if I didn't, you know, when I doubt myself, right, it's like how, so it's like, I'm putting this faith in something greater than me and it keeps delivering. Right. And so I don't have to be scared, even though I still am Mm -hmm. because I, I have faith that that will deliver as it always has. Do you feel like when it comes to intuition, like I think with religion, no matter what religion you believe, if you're spiritual, if you believe in higher power, like how do you see intuition playing a role? So my personal belief and like, once again, like just to clarify my belief on beliefs, right? Getting meta about beliefs, (laughs) meta beliefs, right? Um, Is that we get to choose our beliefs, right? Like we can have evidence that supports our beliefs, but we can't 
definitively prove them, right? Like you can't, certain things you can prove, right? I can't prove the existence of God to people. People will find ways to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I just choose to believe in it because the belief serves me. Um, just like I've had beliefs that don't serve me, right? And then I've chosen to let go of those beliefs over time. How do you identify them first, which is a different yeah. part of the conversation. But, um, you know, sorry to get so sidetracked on your question. No, but, but I, that brought me to another question. <laughs> but I forget the question I asked before. Oh, about intuition. Oh, about intuition. So the whole part of that is like, I think that intuition and, you know, we talked a little bit about this. I think intuition is super important because it's like, whether you call that God, God consciousness, you call it intuition, gut feeling. Um, we definitely have some kind of internal compass um, that guides us in the right direction and that doesn't let us down and it stays true to our course, right? Even if we get off course and um, learning to tap into that and seek a conscious contact and connection with that and then be in touch with that, I have found in my life has led me only to good places and never to bad places. How have you like um, discerned like what is your intuition and what is just like a feeling when it comes up for you? Yeah. So that's, it's super hard, right? Because sometimes like we'll have feelings or I'll have feelings that are super powerful and I feel them and I feel very strongly about them. Right. But for me, I think how I've at least come to kind of, you know, and this isn't a perfect system, but Typically, my intuition is without fear, or I can stare fear, kind of like look at a situation or have the fear, but it kind of creates like a space between the fear. And it's like, I kind of feel like I have like the coat of armor to be able to deal with whatever comes. Whereas sometimes like a feeling, um, it, it might be rooted more in fear, fear of missing out, fear and looking bad, fear and like an ego driven, totally ego driven. Exactly. Do you have like an example recently or? Um, not one that really comes to mind of something recently. Well, I mean, I can tell you like for me is like, I love to have fun. I, um, I'm from San Diego, born and raised, like, you know, we're blessed to live here Mm -hmm. and you know, it just got rated as the most fun city in America. Really? Yeah. I don't know. You didn't see that article. No. I mean, we're sitting here in Pacific beach, so you already know. I don't doubt it. You already know. But, um, so like, I like to have fun, but for me, like I had like a, a deep, like intuition that like, for me, like partying wasn't working and it's beyond the fact that like, you know, because it's like, well, it's not that bad. It's not this, but it's like that, like when I was really honest with myself, it's like, this isn't what I want. I don't want my life to be like this. And so I had to give that up. And there's times that like, I miss like being able to do it or something like that. But for me and my goals and for my values, like it didn't really line up. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if that's a good example. No, but that's it is. The thing that comes and like to mind. for partying, you do you mean like alcohol? Like, yeah, just alcohol, drinking, that kind of party lifestyle. Like, for sure, I still like to go out. I'll still and go socialize. To, yeah, socialize. I'll go to like I had my birthday at a brewery, you know, restaurant, basically a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, like I go out with my real estate team and we like dance in the streets with a Bluetooth <laughs> speaker, like looking like crazy people bone sober. Yeah. So like I like to be in that party mindset and I I go out with real estate people who are notoriously like, or famously, but however you want to look at it, like party people. Yeah. And I'll be with a bunch of people who are hammered and they're like, I I can't believe you're on our level and you're just not even drinking. And so, yeah, it's the best. Cause I wake up feeling good and not hungover, but I still had fun, you know? 
I can relate because honestly, like I've struggled myself too. And I recently have been just super turned off by alcohol. Like it lowers my vibration dramatically. You know, that's what it was for me. And for me, it just became something where, and the other thing is too, is like, I know plenty of people where it's not, where it doesn't do that to them. And if that's you, like no knock against you, like I don't hate on, on people who it works for. It's just for me, I'm the same way as like you said, it it lowers my vibration. I don't like get up and feel like doing my AID. I don't feel like being, I already, um, you know, my, my natural state of being and I practice against it is to be self-serving. I think like human beings, we all, if we're being really, really honest, typically are going to do what's in our own best interest, right? Like people typically aren't looking to be self-sacrificial, right? Totally. What kind of advice would you give to someone who is looking to like tap into their intuition? That's a great question. So to tap into intuition, I think for me, the best thing was like I had to get clarity and I realized I couldn't do that with alcohol. So I cut that out for me. Some people don't have a problem with, with, being in touch with that and having alcohol in their life. I know people that do and are spiritual and it works for me. It was like that didn't work. So I had to get rid of that. Then I had to, I know for me too, one of the other things is I have to be physically active. Um, I feel cloudy if I don't do something physical. So I play tennis, I lift weights, I walk, run, um, do things because I know like the way I relate it, it's kind of like, You know, if I'm like a radio up on a shelf, it's like if I'm collecting dust, it's like I can't tune into the frequency, right, to to play. Definitely. Play the the music clearly. You know, it's like, you know, I've got to adjust the antennas and knock the dust off and and be able to tune into the right frequency. It's kind of just like. To hear the beautiful music. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of just like becoming aware of what's not serving you and then cutting that out and adjusting it to make your life more optimal. Yeah, and then totally. And then to add on to that it's also at least for me um not only getting rid of things but adding things in and incorporating practices right like and understanding that it's not going to be a perfect system and I'm not going to be a saint and that like I'm going to be an asshole sometimes and that's okay but when I realize I've been an asshole like go and apologize and make it right um and doing my best to live as honestly and authentically as I can and doing my best to take time to think about other people and putting them before me and always um, looking at how I can come from contribution because when I feel like, and I I was just telling you before we started recording, um, one of my favorite books, probably my favorite book I've read more than anything is A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle or Tolle and I was listening to it again today um, in the morning when my dog woke me up and the part he said is, you know, what, what you feel the world is withholding from you, you are withholding from the world. Like if you feel like you're not getting love, you're not giving love to the world. If you feel like, you know, you're not getting appreciation, you're probably not showing appreciation for other people. And in my life, I found that to be exceptionally true. And I coach and lead a team and work with people and coach people, help people who need help in real estate or anything else. And um, I found that to be true kind of across the board. I think that's what, what's so amazing is when you, you talk about your team, like you're not just coaching them on how to make more money with real estate. Like you're actually coaching them on how to develop as a, 
as a person, as a being, how to evolve and grow, which I think is so important. Totally. Because like I said, it's like, I learned that through, through like a coaching program I did, right? Like I've spent thousands of dollars and hours upon hours over years, right? Like reading books, audiobooks, podcasts, investing into myself, investing into, um, my skill set, my perspective, my knowledge, um, and learning from other people, right? Like I, I think that, um, the way I view like this higher power God is that it works through people, right? Like you've probably heard the joke about the flood and there's the people on the roof and you never heard this one. There's like, there's like this big rainstorm and there's these people on the roof and the water's rising and you know, boat comes for them and they're like, we only have room for one. And like, they're like, get in. And then they're like, we're going to send help. And one guy's like, Oh, God's going to save me. Don't worry. And the other guy's like, okay, like I'm going to wait with him. So they come back with a helicopter and like, get on. And the one guy gets on the other guy's like, no, God's going to save me. Like I have faith. And then, you know, he ends up staying there. They beg him to get on the helicopter and then he drowns and he, you know, goes to heaven and he's like, God, why didn't you save me? He's like, you didn't get the boat or the helicopter. Oh my you? God. Yes. I have heard this. Yeah. You know, so it's kind like of you like, didn't take all the signs that I was giving you kind of thing. Exactly. It's like, it's like, um, there can be opportunities, miracles, things, right? I think it was Albert Einstein said, you can treat everything as if it's a miracle or if it's not something along those lines. I'm probably butchering that paraphrase, but how we go into life, the perspective, the lens we look through, like, are things like we were talking about this earlier, are things happening for me or to me, right? Something can be bad. It's like good luck, bad luck. Who knows, right? Um, Is it going to be something that's going to give me an opportunity to, opportunity to grow um I mean everyone I feel like the easiest example is a breakup like have you ever had a breakup where you're absolutely devastated and you feel like the end of the world you know it's the end of the world and then a year later you're like oh my god I can't believe I dated that person <laughs> you know what I mean so you're laughing like, everyone's experience and you're like okay if, if that didn't happen then I wouldn't be who I am now and I've learned xyz and it leads to the next thing exactly and and typically I think you know, if you're a growth oriented person and you're always looking to grow and develop, um, that the next thing is typically better than the last thing. What's so interesting, what we were talking about earlier too, along these lines is like belief systems and how whatever you believe, like you choose your beliefs, but whatever you believe is like reflected to you in your reality. Totally. I mean, it's like, if you believe that the world is out to get you, every time that something bad happens, you're reaffirming that belief and you walk around in that world that's out to get you and it's out of your control and research has indicated and, you know, shown over and over that people who feel like they're less in control of their lives aren't as happy as people who feel like they're more in control of their lives. Yeah. Same thing that goes for like money. Like if you think money's hard to come by, like it's going to be always this like lack mentality. Totally. And it's like, how come, I mean, the best example of this is like, how come people who, you know, win the lottery and get untold millions go broke Mm -hmm. and how come people who build a fortune and then go broke because of some disaster or turn in the economy become wealthy again? Yeah. It's not a coincidence, right? It's not, and this is a pattern. This isn't like one guy who won the lottery. There was a whole, I mean, years ago I watched a whole TV show and it had, you know, it was probably on like Bravo or something stupid. Like the 20 (laughs) people who, you know, won the lottery and then went bankrupt. It's like, it's not like one person. It's like 
this happens over and over and over. And how many times actors, pro athletes, you hear the story, right? They had all this money and then they go broke. It's nuts. It's like another thing um, that I think is interesting is the whole be, do, have mentality. Oh, you know, I love be, do, have. I know. You're the one who actually first said that to me in that way. I would want you to break and it down in that order too. Exactly. And and I do want to give another shout out. This is the same, the same place where I got the idea of, um, you know, your business grows to the extent that you do is like, this is all from a coaching program called bold. It's through Keller Williams real estate, the company that we, you know, our, our company is brokered through. Um, and I'm so grateful to Keller Williams and Gary Keller and Diana Kokoska and all the people involved, Jay Papasan who have like written books and developed programs and, and done this stuff to help people because they you they really believe in creating models and systems that you can learn and get to a level of mastery and then break through that ceiling of achievement to then kind of put your own spin and and go. But that company has been so instrumental in helping me grow as a person and as a professional. And so the idea of be to have where I, I got from this program and they're not the ones who you know pioneered it. I think that they were basically able to like aggregate all of these great ideas and, and things from a, a bunch of different places and put them together. But be do have, it's in that order, right? Like how many times have you said, I know I have like, Oh, if I have the running shoes, then I'll do the running and then I'll be fit and then I'll be happy. It doesn't work that way. Right. Because I know if I'm wearing, like if I have the worst shoes to run in and I have only have jeans and a, you know, a t-shirt, if I really want to run, I'm going to run. Right. Um, and so the idea is you need to be the person, right? Like you need to, if you want to be a millionaire, for example, because a lot of people want to be that you need to be in the mindset of a millionaire and, and act like how they act and think how they think. Like you need to really embody that and be that. Then you can do the activities you need to do and then you'll have what you want. And the idea of, of why it's important to be, then do, then have is it creates a lot less friction and resistance. One, two, it helps you get there faster and then also sustain it. Because how many people do you know that like they do what they need to do to get wealthy, then they have the wealth and they're not happy. They're miserable. I know plenty of people like that and everyone does. And how many times do you hear that story? Like, Oh, I thought once I had the money, then I would be happy. It's like, you need to be happy be in a mindset of abundance because it's like, be like, I have enough. I have more than enough. Right. That's what abundance is more than enough. Mm-hmm. So spot on. It's you know what I mean? Yeah. And so if you have the idea and then, you know, think about it like this, if you're at a party, right? Like a cocktail party, you're meeting people. It's like, do you want to talk to the person who's like, you know, just like cool, good vibes, like just like abundant mindset, like radiating positivity or like the person who's, glum and miserable or whatever you know what I mean it's like it's so important to do that and so that's why I mean one of like I've learned too from you know mentor I mentioned earlier it's like he's like 80 percent of real estate business and I'm sure with other businesses is work like entrepreneurial ones not just working as a worker nothing wrong with that by the way um it's 80 percent mindset and 20 percent what you do and um I really found that to be true and where my business really exploded is when or really like started like taking a turn is when I worked more on my mindset, my physical health and incorporated a way of living 
um, that was like not partying. You know, if you can party and do it, great. For me, my personal truth is like, I, it doesn't work. Um, and then also thinking about other people coming from contribution, being as honest as I possibly could. And, um, you know, thinking about other people and, and when I was wrong, like taking accountability for it and not allowing my ego or my stories to get in the way. And that's when the world really opened up to me. And I saw this is really powerful stuff. I think that the being is like so interesting to me because it's like, okay, if I want to be a millionaire now, but like I'm broke, right? So obviously I'm not going to go buy a car. I mean, it's like a mindset thing. You're going to, you know. Totally. Because how it's like this, this is how I'd pose a question. If I wired you a million dollars right now and you're a millionaire today, how are you going to feel? Exactly. How are you going to How are you going to treat your friends? How are you going to treat your family? When you walk out that door and you get in your car and you're driving, how are you going to be driving? You're going to be swerving all over the road, flipping people off. Or are you going to be like, I got money in the bank. I'm chilling. I'm driving nice. I'm using my blinker. Someone flips me off, cuts me off. I'm not bothered. That, if you take that out into the world and you be that way as if you already had it, that's what the being is. That's like the vibration it's, that it's, you're getting. Exactly. It's, it's not just like, oh, let me be like a millionaire. I'm going to go buy a Rolex and a Beamer. No, it's not. It's, yeah. not, it's not that. <laughs> it's act as if you already had it, how you would feel. So Beyond that vibrational frequency. I mean, that goes back to the Bible. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That idea of like, you know, and, and basically every other major spiritual or religious text, right? It's like act as if you already have it and you will have it, right? It's Believe true. you have it and will have it. So there's, you know, something... I didn't make this up and the people who taught it to me didn't make it up. You know, this has been something that people realize was a universal truth, you know, thousands of years ago. Yeah. I think it's so powerful. And like, I think the whole, uh, feeling with the, when you're in the state of being, it's like a lot of people might have limiting beliefs. Um, I've had friends, you know, it's like, I don't, they might not equivalent like millionaire with someone who's just like a good person. So there could be like a limiting belief there that well, you know, have to overcome. Totally. And that's the thing is I think a lot of us have beliefs around money, right? Like I, I had this belief, I had limiting beliefs about money that I had this belief that I wouldn't have money. I wasn't worthy of money. And um, if I had money, I would lose it. And then I also had the limiting belief um, that I believe that like you couldn't be a good person and have a lot of money. So how did you overcome those? One, I was exposed to good people who had a lot of money. So that just expanded my perspective. And I realized that, and I I had another um, mentor of mine, you know, who I admire a lot and successful. Um, he basically shared something about how, and once again, this is like a paraphrasing, but about how, Money doesn't make you or change you. It just magnifies who you already are like by a hundred. So if you're a generous person, you're probably going to be way more generous. If you're like very egocentric and you just want to look good all the time, like you're probably going to, you know, a hundred X that. Um, and I've just found that to be true. I believe that to be true, you know? And so that shifted my perspective. I think I had a lot of fear around money. Like I said, I had a hard time in school. 
not because I wasn't smart enough. I had a hard time with focus and drive. And I, I've always felt this kind of like raw energy or fire inside. And I didn't know how to direct it or control it. And so I would kind of like numb it out or it went in the wrong directions and got me into trouble. And so when I learned how to harness that power and use it constructively, um, it's been a powerful and positive force, but it's kind of like, you know, a hammer. You can build a house with it or you can, you know, knock someone over the head with it. It's, it's, it's a powerful tool. How you use it can go very different ways. And I think when you have limiting beliefs, like the ones that you had, it doesn't just go away overnight. Like it takes a lot no, of repetition. They do not. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. And I love that you say that because for me, if anyone's wondering, um, how, <laughs> how I dealt with them is, um, positive affirmations. Um, what does that entail? Positive affirmations is first like identifying, like what is the belief? First, you have to understand the beliefs you have. So if you don't understand the limiting beliefs that you have, you need to identify those blind spots, right? Um, and the quickest way to know what your beliefs are is write them down or talk to someone about them. What do you believe about money? What do you believe about the world? What do you believe about society? What do you believe about, you know, love? Love. What do you, like when I say, you know, a friend to you, what, is, what does it mean to be a good friend? Like different people are going to have different beliefs about, you know, some people believe like, oh, it's someone to talk to. Some people are like, they should take a bullet for me. Find out what your beliefs about all these different things in your life and and um, talk about your values. One thing that I've learned to map out and I've shared with you is the MVVBP, Mission, Vision, Values, Beliefs, Perspective. Um, and so just mapping out like who you are, what you're about, what you value, like how do you want to affect the world? Like where do your beliefs come from and, and what's your perspective and how does that affect how you see the world and interact with the world? Um, I know for me, I found it especially true that a lot of the things that I felt happened to me or people I was mad at or resentful for when I really wrote it down and looked at it and, and went deep in it, it would be kind of like I was mad at someone like it'd be kind of like, why does that person always make a face when I interact with them? But it's like I walked up and stepped on their foot first. And so they're like, ow. And I'm like, damn, you're always an asshole. Like why are you always, when I come up to you, like have that face. But I realized like they're reacting to my behavior. Uh, and, um, and I had to take accountability for that. And it's a hard pill to swallow when you're looking yourself in the mirror being like, man, I kind of suck. But there's, you know, it's not, I think, if we understand that we all are awesome and we all suck. We don't all suck. <laughs> no, I disagree. We all suck, but we're all awesome. Yeah. And I think identifying the parts where in our lives where we suck, where we could be better, it doesn't mean that you at your core suck or you're a bad person. I don't believe in like people are absolutely good or bad um, because it, I've just found that not to be true. Like good people can do bad things and bad people can do good things. Right. I think and even, yeah, taking it a step further too of like, okay, once you're aware of what your limiting beliefs are, it's like, when did you decide that? When are, where did that come from? Well, I mean, when I got exposed to these mentors who, who encouraged me to like dream bigger and think bigger and I start looking at like setting goals, it's like, well, where's this fear? It's like there's all this fear, right? Why aren't I doing the activities? Because success is simple. It's not easy, right? Like, there's so many 
especially now like YouTube videos and internet courses, like blogs, Reddit, like you can go and figure out how to like drop shift, sell real estate, wholesale houses, um, you know, start an e-commerce company. Gary V shows you how to go to a garage sale and flip magazine, whatever, right? The information's out there. It's not complicated to run a business or start a business, but it's definitely not easy. And so when I was growing, I'm like, well, what are these fears, right? And, and usually the fears, when I would analyze them, they're, they're there because of some belief that I had, right? Like, so it's a fear about, like, it might sound stupid, but a fear about being successful is like, well, what if I become successful and it's like, then I lose it all? Or what if, like, I'm not worthy of this? Like, you know, I don't feel like I'm worthy of this. And for me, then it's like, well, why do I feel that way? And for me, I feel like it was because I wasn't living authentically. And so I felt like this imposter syndrome. So of course I didn't feel worthy of success because I felt like I was putting on a front to the world when I knew who I really was. And so until I understood who I really was and saw the ugly parts of me, the parts that sucked, and then addressed them and, and decided to live differently where I knew who I was. And if other people thought I sucked, like I didn't think I sucked anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I found that I had a lot more happiness, a lot more success in business, and a lot less people thought that I sucked. And I think what you're just what you're talking about doing is hard and scary. A lot of people don't want to face their shadow. It's super hard and scary to face your shadow. It's it's extremely like that's the thing is I wish everyone would do it. Um I think I don't know. I mean in western medicine at least, it's like people tend to not like to do things until there's a problem, right? Like people maybe until they hit rock bottom or like some horrible thing. Exactly. And I mean, myself included, I'm not like the exception to the rule where I was like, Oh, I'm going to like, you know, buck up and do something differently because I'm going to be preventative. It was like, for me, it's like I had negative consequences where the pain outweighed, you know, the, the cost benefit wasn't there. And so I knew I needed to do something different. And, um, you know, and so now with a little bit, more life experience. I try not to, (laughs) I try to learn from other people. I I'm the kind of guy who has to learn traditionally and see, I don't want to impose a limiting belief on myself and say, I'm the kind of guy who has to learn the hard way (laughs) in my life. Typically I learned the hard way and I feel like most people do probably, you know, I would say maybe people like you and me do (laughs) because we're kind of like a different breed but a lot of people don't. And I, I had this this uh, coach, Dave Meltzer, was an awesome guy. And he would say, don't pay the, the dummy tax. Like, someone else has already done it and learned it. Like, listen to them. They've already been there, done that. Like, if you, like, it's like a, you know, you're, you're looking at someone from the future. It's like I tell my team this sometimes. I'm like, if you came back in a time machine and told yourself something, would you listen to yourself? And especially, like, young men, right? Like, in, in my younger like friends and associates and they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm you, but 10 years older. So shut the fuck up and listen to me. <laughs> Cause it doesn't work. Of course not. <laughs> but I think, but I think the seed is planted and that's, what's more important. I love that. Okay. I have a couple, um, I have a couple of closing questions. I'm all about like speaking things into existence and I want to know the big things you're, you're calling in. Okay, speaking things into existence. Yeah, like what are you calling in right now? Okay, calling in one eight hundred universe. Let's let's do let's this. Let's do this. Um, for me, and and this is scary to say, 
Um, for me, I really want my team together to collectively sell a hundred homes next year. Um, the agents on my team are younger, newer, but they're hungry. They've got grit. Um, that's why I brought them aboard. They have good values, good, um, good hearts, and they've got grit and they're willing to do what it takes. That's basically the criteria, right? Um, are you growth oriented? Do you have grit? And are you a good person? Like, I love that. Right. That's kind of what it is. And so, but they're newer, so it's harder to get going. Right. And then for me, it's, it's difficult because I need to focus on my business and my clients, but I also need to coach them, help them and, you know, do stuff with them. So it's a pretty ambitious goal. And, you know, we're in a low inventory market with, you know, it's super hyper competitive here. Like, everyone in San Diego has a real estate license or knows someone, right? So it's a lofty goal. I w- part of why I want to do this goal is eventually I would like to um, be able to coach real estate agents or coach people just on mindset. Um, I, know, I could totally see that for you. Oh, thank you. You would crush it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and I would love to do that because what all these people I've mentioned, um, like Thatch and Brian and Dave, and um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but... Those guys, without them, I would not have the life I have now. And the life I have now is really awesome. Um, and I have those people to thank for that, right? Also, not to mention people I've never met, but the authors, podcasters, people yeah. that I've learned from, or you know, even people like yourself, I can have a good, authentic, deep conversation with. Um, no one succeeds alone. And um, I would like to be able to help people um, with any kind of challenges, whether it's getting to the next level or digging themselves out of rock bottom, like get there because I feel passionate about that. Like one of the things that our business, like, and and once again, none of the stuff that I have is original. Like I didn't come and pioneer any of this stuff. Right. Like, you know, the thing that I got from Dave is like, you know, make a lot of money, help a lot of people have a lot of fun. Right. And from Brian, it's like, having success through the successes of others. And for me, those, those are what my business and life are all about is I want to have financial abundance because I want to be able to impact the world and, you know, for better or for worse, our society lends credibility and people pay attention when you are successful in business. Right. Totally. And so, you know, for better or for worse, that's something I feel like in order to have the influence to help people, to get them to pay attention, I'll have to be there. Um, I also feel like having the ability to provide a great life and security for my family is very important to me. I really value family and friends. I like on my birthday, like I like, like I hosted the whole thing, right? Like, and I don't ask for anything. I just, I'm happy to have people there. I want to be able to do that. I contribute to different nonprofits. I want to be able to continue to do that. Um, And so that's important to me. Having fun is important to me. I feel like it's like, what's the point of life if it's not fun, right? Not every moment can be fun, but having fun and then like helping people. I feel like what is the point if you have all the money in the world, right? And you're driving in a Lamborghini to the best restaurants, living in the best neighborhood in the best house alone. Like what's the point of going to a good restaurant if you can't share it with a friend? What's the point of like riding in a good car if you don't have a friend riding with you? right? Like 
relationships, the people in your life are to me, like family and friends are everything. When I write my AID appreciation, if you, if when I pay attention, and this is another good reason to do the exercise, is constantly over and over and over, the top things I appreciate are like my family, my girlfriend, my dog, um, my mentors, my coaches, um, my, my friends, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's what creates fulfillment for you and like creating the totally. most fulfilled life, which I think is so important. I agree a hundred percent. So, you know, that, and then for me, it's not motivating to have success for the, and, and financial success and abundance just for myself. Um, and I can't do it in good faith without having other people in mind. So like when my clients, like it's a competitive market. So when I help someone get their offer accepted and not lose out or go through a really stressful experience, which selling and buying or investing in real estate can be, um, doing my best to eliminate that stress, bring a top notch service, bring knowledge and expertise, um, help them avoid any pains, pitfalls, help them not leave money on the table, help them get the best deal they can, whatever it may be, set up a prosperous financial future for themselves and their families. Um, they're winning and, and I get paid through that. It's a win-win, right? It's like you, you have one candle lit to light another candle. It doesn't take the flame away from the other one, right? Like they're both lit. That's the way that I try to live my life to the best of my ability. I try not to step on anybody's toes. It's impossible sometimes to like, you know, Sometimes you've got to break eggs to make an omelet, but we try our best to do new, do no harm to any other people and just come from contribution and put their needs first and, um, and then trust that the universe will provide. I love it. And I just want to say that like conversations like this, like these deep, meaningful combos, like this is what fills me up. And I'm really glad that I don't even know how we even met right now. I can't think about it. I know I'm how we met. We, we, we met through through Lauren, and I can't oh, say yeah, her last name. Low, yeah, house 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 of low. House of low. Shout out to low. Shout for out connecting Lowe. us because thank you, low. Honestly, like having, I don't know, people in your life that you can talk about this stuff with is really important. I'm grateful that you were able to be on this pod with this episode with me today. Thank you. I appreciate you very much. Thank you for having me, and thank you for opening up conversations like this because I don't typically have them or I'm not really necessarily open with everybody I work with or um, just in life about this kind of stuff. But I do think it's very important. And um, I think that, you know, hopefully someone out there has helps them, you know, even if it's one person, that'd be great. Last question. How can we find you? How can you find me? Um, you can find me. My Instagram is michael.sutton.sd, like San Diego, Sutton, S-E-T-T-O-N. Or um, that's the best way to find me. Um, or you can look me up, Facebook, social. You Google my name. I work in real estate. Anyone in so, San Diego wants to buy a house. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> buy, sell, invest in real estate in San Diego County, I am your guy. And also we have a great network that can connect you um, anywhere you are with our we've got a great referral network so we're happy to help you beautiful michael sutton (laughs) keeping it real with teal (laughs) love it thank you thanks so much for listening to my conversation with michael today i hope you guys enjoyed it and if you did please share it on social media tag myself and michael sutton sd and let us know what resonated with you and if you haven't yet left us a rating and review on apple Podcasts, and can take a quick second to do that. I would greatly appreciate you. That's all for me. 
Thanks again for tuning in and I hope you have a great rest of your day.